<coughs> Welcome to the show, we're so glad you're here, now let's have some fun, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, got, I got a little too excited. Purge it down, Morty. <laughs> oh man yes we're back it's another episode of the brian trust we uh we made it took, a, took a week off there yeah we did that's why yeah. i'm so excited that was that was two weeks yeah. of pent-up excitement for i today. know well so much stuff has happened it's amazing. i know like we talked about season three of rick and morty started Woo! it started already it did july 30th was the was the there was the season episode two technically of the third oh. season here after it, it was that was the uh, the Mad Max like post apocalyptic episode yes. that they, that's in the trailer that they mentioned right yeah. wait a minute though why is it uh, Hulu you hasn't uh, wait wait no wait, go wait, on adultswim.com you can actually just watch it ah. on, on the website well I yeah. have it as uh, it's on my watch list on Hulu. Yeah, they, I think that I think they won't drop the whole season till later. Yeah. Um, so no, you can actually watch it on Adult Swim. You can actually go on the website Ooh. and just watch it direct. Um, it was wow. it was it was pretty good. So it, it and it directly kind of follows up with the previous episode, sort of, and it shows the impact of the divorce that's going on, right? With Jerry and Beth a little bit, but right. then it's got. Um, like how they're all adjust. It's basically how they're all adjusting to it. <laughs> right. I got it. Was Pickle and, Rick in this one? No, that's uh, I think that's this coming weekend. That's <laughs> I think that's tomorrow's episode. Is Pickle Rick. So look on the bench, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle yeah. Rick. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, well, I've been watching it again. I was watching it again because they were well, because as we talked about last month, Adult Swim was streaming the episodes over and over and over again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a loop on the website. So I was like watching. I've seen every episode now. As many times as probably somebody who didn't know about that has watched it from the original. Like, oh my god, I right. love it so much. What's your favorite episode so far? Um, it's hard to it's hard to say. I think they're all, they're uh, all like unique in their own way. The Meeks episode yeah, probably is the, the one. The Meeks episode. I think the Meeks is overall is like the best episode. It's the most memorable. Overall, just I think. Ov- yeah, I think it's just overall it's really good, but yeah. the. Um, the one with the I sex robot was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, with Gazorpazorp and the, and Morty Jr. <laughs> they're all and that's the thing that they're all pretty memorable. I yeah. remember. Uh, let me see if I can find the actual episode title. The um, from I think it's from yeah I want to say season one the uh, where they first introduced the council the council of Ricks. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Close Rick counters are the Rick kind. <laughs> Is still one of my favorites with the the machine of ultimate suffering or whatever they describe this. Also, every ten seconds it stabs your balls. <laughs> the, way, the way he's describing it with his glee in his face is terrific, you know. And, and like, and you get to see like all the different Mortys and like I'm more than just a hammer. <laughs> like the one Morty that's like a giant hammer, you know. It's right. like okay, that's oh, super God. weird. This show cracks me up. Anytime they had the multiple Ricks, so like the right. the Rick Shank the Rick Shank Rick Redemption, which is this the the premiere. Yeah. Where he escapes from prison, yeah, like that one. That one's also really good. I actually right. really like that one too. <laughs> yeah, I, I told I told the money bugs if you're going up against Rick Sanchez, you got to give me a decent brainalizer. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent you that picture with the Mister Poopy Butthole um, yeah. thing that I saw yes. in uh, yeah, Barnes the, and Noble, yeah. not a sponsor of the show. 
uh, <laughs> what's it? What are they, they think called? Is it pop? Pop something? The Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah that's Funko it. Funko Pops. A little, little. Yeah. Mister Booby Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, funny. no, that's so cool. It's uh, yeah, it's fascinating to me that the show is as yeah. as big as it is for only having like twenty now. By the end of the season, maybe thirty episodes. It's like it's so good. I know <laughs> it's a funny Everybody, show. Well, it's like it's like this generation's Firefly almost in some ways. It's kind of right. It kind of turns things on its head a little bit with the, right. the troops. But well, I enjoy shows like that where you just yeah. you don't know what's coming up. Right. If I could, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I've, I said when this it's before. New, you're just like you don't know what's coming, and even if you've seen it like three or four times, you still get surprised by right, exactly. things. And if yeah, if, if something becomes predictable, uh, then I get bored. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if I can tell you the punchline before it happens, or if I can guess the the gag before mm-hmm. it happens, then I'm like. <sighs> well, I think it kind of it's interesting, and that kind of leads me to some of the other stuff I I was thinking about today, which is because I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about back in, I think in June actually, where I was mm. trying to make an effort to watch a new movie every day. Yeah, well, that's a. That's um, it's left off a little bit only because I've been like watching a movie like every couple of days, because you know, I basically do it at work ah. uh, on my breaks and lunches. So I of course, just, I'm glad you clarified that on your well, breaks reason, and lunches, not right, while you're. And the reason to why them. is because when I get home, I started rewatching all of the the Marvel shows on Netflix ah. uh, in, in in advance because the 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 new series, The Defenders, is dropping in a couple of weeks. Yep, and so I wanted to rewatch all the shows in order uh, to kind of get used, get just watch them again, just to refresh. Mm-hmm. And going through, I finished Daredevil. I finished Jessica Jones just a couple days ago, so I started watching Luke Cage again. Uh-huh. And it was kind of it was interesting because Jessica Jones was my favorite the first time through of all of them, just because David Tennant is such an amazing, creepy, creepy, creepy villain. <laughs> Mm. It really is like just psychotic, and the ending at the time, the first time I saw it, was so like cathartic. Mm. After all that buildup, is like, oh wow, <laughs> it was just, it was so amazing. <laughs> it didn't have the same impact this time. Oh, and that's okay. I mean, I, it was still good. Like it was still worth it, but I didn't right. have that same kind of like release because I already knew. Right, you knew it was coming. What was I knew how it was going to end, but the, yeah. the the story getting there, I could I could focus on everything that kind of happened in between, and they pack a lot into every episode, so it was. Yeah, I really do. I really appreciate that in a way, you know, and so, and then, you know, both seasons of daredevil and, and then iron fist will be next. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can sit through another viewing of that, <laughs> that was definitely the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. It has some really great moments, but it, I think it was the weakest series of the bunch, yeah. uh, yeah. for sure. And then defenders, but they're already, they're already, um, doing Jessica Jones season two, they just started shooting Luke Cage season two, Daredevil season three. I think they're shooting in a couple of months, and I, like they're all getting another season, so ah. which is good. Which because Iron Fist can really hopefully only go up, so <laughs> ah. it really wasn't terrible. It's just kind of like it's 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 like for me, it's like the Star Trek Enterprise of the Marvel Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not the worst thing ever, but it's pretty bad. Mm. In comparison, it's worth yeah. watching once, but yeah. you know, just for just see for clarity, so you can right. keep up on the stories. But right, well, we haven't talked uh, in in a while. How, how yeah, have you been? A couple weeks. What, what so. you been up to? Not uh, mostly work, um, but I did. Uh, I I took a weekend trip to I, I took a weekend trip to Los Angeles. 
mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. I got to connect with some people. I took um, some acting workshops and things I've been nice. wanting to do for a long time. Right. We talked about that. Yeah, I mainly went. Um, there was a Mount St. Mary University, which is a, an independent school there. They have a, they have a, an MFA program that started a few years ago. Ah. It's still relatively new in film and television uh, production and stuff. And I was curious. So I went to like an information session to kind of check that out. Yeah, that was an interesting experience because they they were expecting like I guess only like four or five people, and I was the only one who showed up. Oh, so it was a nice one on one presentation. <laughs> so I got to That's just cool. have a good just have a good conversation to have all my questions answered. And, nice and that kind of thing. So it was yeah, it was a good. It's an interesting program because uh, mm. it, it basically it's weekends. It's kind That's of a low it. residency like every other weekend sort of thing. So I could like theoretically, if I wanted to start it, I could still be here in Phoenix and commute to oh. LA like every other weekend and take classes and come wow. home. How long of a drive is that for you? Uh, it's about five hours. I mean, it would be a whole weekend. Like I'd have to take like a whole weekend to do it. It's not, You're right. um, I would not want to, <laughs> I'd need like an extra day somewhere. Like I'd have to either not work on Friday, like leave early on Friday or come in late on Monday kind of thing. Yeah. For right. Commute. Yeah. Or, I mean, I could fly because it's cheap, but right. Um, but the cost of the program kind of held me off for now uh, mainly just because i'm still paying off my bachelor's degree so i don't oh, want to right. double my debt load right for that necessarily with i you know and i can't guarantee employment on the other side really honestly yeah. i can't guarantee employment and i don't know necessarily that i need to do all of that yeah because i could pick up the skills that i want to pick up just by doing the work right on my own you know just yeah. read and, and go do it i think right i, I like the idea of building a network of people. I mean, it comes kind of pre-baked. That's the nice thing about like a graduate program in that sort of conservatory style is you're working with other people, right? In in a in a in a structured space for a couple of years, right? So it's you get to know hate. people, and you get but then you get to know people and what their expertises are, and you get to collaborate on stuff, and then you get right. to build those right very relationships. Hands-on. Yeah, you, well, you get to build yeah. those relationships. So when you go out into the world, you can say, you know, somebody's like, I need this for this project. Oh, this guy's really good at that. Ah. You know, so you can you can help each other, yeah, uh, with that kind of thing. You know, That's so I cool. I do see the benefit of graduate school. It's just yeah, the cost makes me hesitant, of course, to go. And not not that I don't think it's worth it. It's just right now, it's not worth it. <laughs> the debt load's just too much for me compared to my income. So right, you know, maybe maybe down there and and their program. It's nice their program because a lot of it is people in their thirties and forties and. Like it's not really people there. Like that program is not really people right out of their bachelor's programs. Right. These so, are seasoned. These are yeah. Seasoned they're they're basically yeah. They're more. basically pros trying to expand their skill sets and stuff. So yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Too, so. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. And then I did um, as a gentleman in L.A. Most of the people in the industry, Scott Sedita, huh. are aware of him. He basically he's an acting coach. He used to be like a casting director and a talent agent, like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, but he focuses a lot on sitcom work ah. and comedy training. So he does every so often they do like this one day intensive. It's kind of a prelude to the regular classes that they 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 teach and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always wanted to go, but I never ha- either didn't have the time or I didn't have the money. Mm. And it just happened while I was planning this trip to LA. I found out they were having a class that weekend, so I'm like, I totally want to get in on this. So I went yeah. and did that class. Nice. And that was fun, actually. It's all based on he actually wrote a book and available on Amazon called the eight characters of comedy. And it's kind of like the stock kind of archetypes. Mm-hmm. 
and studying what those are and how those play out and that kind of thing. So it's basically, this was just kind of a brief overview to some of that mm-hmm. and doing exercise. So we were acting like the whole day, you know, we're in different exercise, kind of building up to it. I actually really enjoyed that. I got a lot out of the class and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. There, there were some moments, the, the one thing when you're in LA, one thing to look out for when you're looking at acting teachers, like who's, you know, who's, a quote unquote the guru kind of thing where it's like oh, we're right. right and everybody else is wrong sort of. There were a couple of moments where I felt I was like, uh, and then I, but it wasn't too much. Yeah, right. There's a couple, but they're good, and that's the thing. Like those teachers are really good. So there's like Howard Fine and um, talk about Ivana Chubbuck and 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 like when they used to talk about Stella Adler and and Stanford Meisner and and Lee Strasberg, like these these big ad, these big people who are well known, like they were really good actors, and then they became these coaches. You know, they became these teachers. Mm-hmm. And they taught the, Strasberg and Adler and Miser basically all taught variations of what's called the method, mm. like method acting, which is based off of um, uh, Stanislaw Konstantin Stanislavski. Uh, and so it, it's become this thing where like this school is right or this school is right. You know, there's moments of that where it's like, okay, easy. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm and I much prefer the approach. And this is and something that our own you know that David Lawrence talks about that idea of take what works and ditch what doesn't, you know, find, yeah, exactly. find the pieces of things that work for you. Right. You know, take so you always, yeah. you always want to be careful about going into, you know, getting too buried in one program. Right. Cause you just learn one way of doing things. Like there's more than one way of doing things. Just, you know, try some other stuff out, find the one that clicks right. for you and be like, okay, right. that's good. I like that. Right. Right. So it, it's just stuff that you, you kind of have to watch out for that sometimes. I and so I got some of that, but not a lot. And it, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I enjoyed. I did. I did enjoy the day definitely. So it was, oh, good. Um, you were only there for well. a day. How long uh, no, I was there for a weekend. I oh, I, I drove out. I drove out after work on Friday. Um, stopped in Palm Springs to sleep because yeah, it was late. Because right. <laughs> I didn't get on the road till like seven. Good old Palm uh, Springs. Well, I'd forgotten before after I left work, I almost hit the road and I'm like, oh wait, crap! I need to get the oil changed to my car. Oh, because <laughs> it was overdue. So I'm like, all right, Jiffy Lube it is. Let's go, yeah. go get that done real quick. Uh, so then I hit the road after that. So yeah, it was after like seven when I finally got on out of out of Phoenix, and then so uh-huh. I got into Palm Springs like eleven, eleven thirty at night. And I'm like, wow. uh, I'm gonna stop here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I camped out there and then just headed in in the morning. So um. Oh, you camped out. Oh no! Did you? No, get a I I got a hotel, of course. Oh, I'm like, well, you're roughing it. No, I could have slept in my car theoretically. Probably could have. Yeah. Uh, I've never slept in that. I have not slept in this vehicle yet, but I've only owned it for a year. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, literally like Give a it. year as of a couple of days ago. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, that's okay. Um, well, I'm we too talked old. about I'm, it I'm on this show. Why wow, have we been doing this for a year? Yeah. You, we talked about more it on than the show. a year you, almost. It's almost been year. it's almost been two years since we started this show. Oh, what? Yeah, it doesn't feel like two years. No, well, most of, well mainly because we started and then we stopped for like six months and then started oh, this up is again. True. So, right, um, yeah. So it's been we've been going at this regularly for about a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. Good we're doing for us. good, and we're almost at episode fifty. Like that'll be next week. Our show is almost fifty. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna. We I don't know if we should do something special for the fiftieth episode or if we should, mm. you know, have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it out. It. we'll talk about it off mic. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um, but L.A. was yeah. So I did I so I did the MFA thing on Saturday. I had brunch with uh, David Lawrence, who we were just talking about. Yeah, good man. Um, Love I that did those guy. on Saturday. Um, and did the because the the comedy intensive was all day Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. So and then and then I and went because it was very last minute because I did not realize they were going to be in LA that weekend on the tour. You know, Mystery Science Theater, <sighs> the new show. They've been doing this live tour all summer, right? right called right. the Watch Out for Snakes tour, uh-huh. and it turns out they were playing in LA that weekend. Because it was right, it was fresh out. Because that was the same weekend San Diego Comic Con was going on. So a lot of people I knew were in weren't in LA. They were down in San Diego. What weekend was that? That was the twenty. That was a couple of weeks ago. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, we must have just missed it when we were in San Diego. Well, I'll yes, tell you about that. by like a week. That's why the prices were still so high. Was basically yeah. coming off the coming off mm. Comic Con. So I'm not totally shocked. Uh, but. It was, but they were playing in LA because they did the show live in San Diego at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They did the live tour there, and then they brought it up to LA. So I happened to catch it, and they were doing like two different shows. I didn't see the one because I was still in in the workshop. But then they did the second one, which was what their super secret show. Oh, which was they weren't revealing the title to people, and I'm, the tour is still going on, so I'm not going to mention the title. Okay, sh- uh, when we're recording it, um, it was. Very good. It was oh, good. And the live experience was interesting because they basically made a, like a mock-up of the Satellite of Love. Oh. And so they had the bots, like they had the puppeteers with the bots and they had Jonah there. And, oh. and they brought in like some of the characters from Deep 13 or Moon 13, sorry, and the new version. Hmm. But basically the supporting characters because Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt, they obviously they can't go on tour. Oh, right. um, because they're busy, and so they they appeared right. via video, like they had a video, like a basically a, they were pre-recorded. Yeah. Right. So there was a bit they did a couple bits with pre-recorded video that that for the most part worked. Yeah. Um. And so, and then they then they did a movie, and mm. so it was, so the movie was very interesting. But then they did they did the host segments in between, and they did they actually had like an intermission, which is you know odd. But <laughs> that was an odd experience because I'm used to like Riff Tracks Live or things like that where you go into a theater and you literally sit there for like an hour yeah, and yeah. go for the whole two-hour show. I was like, why do they need an intermission? That's kind of strange, but all right, yeah. that's fair. Let's go go to the um, lobby. But they had obviously they had a giant merch table. They had yep. I did buy a poster because um, uh. I was trying to decide of like, oh, should I really spend money on merch? I don't know. And just I was looking at the table and like, no, I want the poster. I think that's probably yeah. going to be the best thing for yeah. For for to fit on the artwork on my the, all the other artwork on my walls, but right. Um, so I yeah, so I did get the poster, and so I ran into a couple of friends that happened to be there. I'm like, oh, well, hello. Um, actually, Jen Page was cool. there. No uh, way. I know. Yeah, she's awesome. I love. Yeah, her too. she was there. Uh, she she's an amazing came with director. A friend. I think yeah, she came to see the show. We only saw each other briefly before because she was in line and uh, and then I saw her briefly after the show, but we didn't really have a long conversation. So oh, she's great. Didn't get a chance. She only like sort of peripherally knows me. So because <laughs> yeah. I only met her that once in Live Vegas, and I haven't seen her since. Yeah, like we're friends on Facebook, but that's about it. So I haven't had a yeah. chance to work with her yeah, yet. Yeah, so. Yeah. We worked together during that uh, IAW TV right. awards. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She's oh, yeah, an amazing no. director. Oh yeah, no, I've been following her stuff on Facebook. I mean, fantastic. So I, right. I mean, just I hope. To work, I hope to work when I move back her. to LA. That's why I hope when I oh, move yeah. back to LA, you, I get the opportunity to work with her. Oh, so, if you ever so. get the opportunity, grab it because she yeah. is amazing. I love the way she interacts with people. She's very yeah. real and she's funny. Absolutely. Yeah, but she's all business. You know. Oh yeah, it, no. Come, and, 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 it, and and you know what? We had fun when we were doing the show. Yeah. It was fun. I it like, I, but that's a, when you're when you're working on something. I like people that can have fun but still be all business. Like I right. like that approach, and right. 
that makes sense to me because it's uh-huh. like we get this stuff done and we can have fun while we're doing it. Then yeah. yay. And she just she takes command. I mean, she's yeah. she's like, I mean, she's a wonderful director. She yeah. knows what she wants. She gets she can persuade people to do what she wants, and everyone has fun doing it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah so, that was great. So I will say uh, the most interesting part of the visit was this was my first time. I decided to try Airbnb out. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time ever. It was not bad. Um, no. I happened to the place I happened to book was like walking distance to where I was doing the the sitcom workshop nice. uh-huh. uh, over in the Larchmont Village area, and so it was like, oh, okay. So that was so I basically parked my after I got done running around on Saturday or on Saturday, yeah, I just parked my car for like an entire day, like I didn't even yeah. need it because yeah. like I could go for meals. I went to the workshop. There's there's yeah. some nice restaurants in there that I had some really great meals at, and oh yeah. Um, and so, but it was, it was interesting because I never saw the homeowner like the whole mm, time. Right. Like it was a room in a house and I walked in the first time and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the protocol is here. Cause like nobody was there. Yeah. Like one person was there, was staying in one of the other rooms and I was like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> like I didn't want to just yeah, go wandering right. through the house because it's like, it's not my house. Right. I feel super, it, yeah, it was really, un- that was very uncomfortable for me and kind of really yeah. triggered some of my anxiety. Oh, um, I was fine after a little while. I just it getting used to that the first couple times going right. through the house was a little strange. And he had a dog, got like this English bulldog. It was really oh. cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool dog. Just chill dog, kind of roamed around, came up to me. It wasn't there the first time when I showed up, and then when I went out for dinner, like I came back, and then it was there. It was like, oh, hello. <laughs> what's, his, what's the dog's name? Uh, I don't know. Mm, let's call him Rocky. I never got introduced to the dog, so I was like, hello. Your dog's are name you? is. Gruff. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know um, where I was going with that. Pouty, Pouty the bulldog. <laughs> no, mm. it was yeah, friendly enough. It was a big, big English bulldog. Uh huh. Um, but very friendly. Didn't never jump. Just kind of waddled up and like, hey, what's going on? All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I came up, let it. Yeah, you know, I pet it and a couple times, things like that. And it like it never came back into the house, in the back of the house where the bedrooms were. It just kind of always stayed out in the the living room, kitchen area. So. Nice. Kind of had like um, a little guard dog. I, I saw the homeowner briefly like Sunday Sunday before I left. Mm. Sunday morning. Or no, Monday morning before I left. Um, so, yeah, it was. But that was just ever so briefly. I didn't. We didn't really interact. It was like, hey, hey. And that was it. Hey, so hey. It's, I just yeah. happened to see him briefly. And then I just left. And it was like, this was the weirdest experience I think I've ever had staying anywhere. Well, the Airbnbs I, that we've done, the people haven't been there, so they like they rent yeah. out the entire apartment or the entire house. Maybe it's like an in-law, well, and, and that's what I was thinking. Hill, and now, if I live. if I had done that, I probably would have felt a little more okay with like comfortable if I had gotten a place that was like the entire place. Um, but I just I didn't do that this time. Yeah, I might in the future. Yeah, I, I think next time I do it, I'm going to try that as an effect and see if that's better for right. me. Because Airbnb economically yeah. is amazing like we we when we go to yosemite or we go somewhere else like that we do the airbnb and it's like super inexpensive right well it depends i think it depends on really accommodating and i think it really depends on where you go for the most part because like in la and stuff they they charge tax they do all this stuff like and and they a lot of the places depending on what you're looking unless you really spend your time hunting most yeah. of the places are going to be on par especially if it's the entire space it's going to be on par with like getting a hotel room anyway right but you have a whole so, house it's amazing 
Yeah, no, no, it's better, I think, in the long run. And and I probably or I would have chosen a location where the owner would interact with you a little more often. If you're renting mm. a room in a place, it's I feel like it's better to actually have the host there to mm. interact with. It, it doesn't have to be like you know they don't have to wait on you hand and foot. They don't have to do all just like hi, hi. This is the house. This is the room. You know, just yeah. to kind of introduce you to the space. Yeah, and then be like, okay, you know. And then if you want to, you know, chat and hang out occasionally, or just say hi in the hallway as you're passing, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I think it just, um, yeah, for me and my own particular neuroses, I think that would that might work better for me. Mm-hmm. But well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not writing off Airbnb by any, any stretch. I think it obviously a lot a lot of people like it. Yeah. And it works. So yeah. I think, you know, we'll see. I did look at, um, I'm actually traveling to Nashville in a couple of weeks. We can talk about that too, um, to see my folks. But I, I did look at doing an Airbnb first. Mm. And then I realized, I'm like, well, wait, why don't I just call my folks and see if they have an extra room yeah, <laughs> and just crash with them for free? <laughs> right, exactly. Especially with the money I'm paying for the airfare and the. Right. Know, and, 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 because we mentioned this before, uh, Rift Tracks. They're doing their live event that week, and that's specifically why I'm oh. going is to go see the show oh. in person. Because oh. I've always gone to the theater to see their shows, right? Because they 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 team up with Fathom Events and they they live stream to movie theaters all over the country, right? And stuff. And but I chose this particular one a because the timing was good for vacation, and b they're showing a Doctor Who episode Ooh. from classic that the they're but they're specifically showing the five Doctors. The uh, I think it was like the 20th anniversary special mm-hmm. that they did, mm-hmm. basically. So, and uh, that's one of my favorite episodes of Classic Who. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, I totally have to go see this. And I talked my parents into coming with me. Nice to the show. So, there you so about tickets, I got my tickets. Everything, everything's ready to go. Mom and Dad to are going to be there. I, yeah, be I just have to go to Nashville, have fun with them. Well, and I explained it to them what what it is, and I was like, I think you guys will get a kick out of it. I really do. I think you'll enjoy yeah. it. Um, yeah. Enjoy the experience. And she asked me, was like, should I have seen the movie before going in? I was like, it doesn't hurt, but it won't, it doesn't really, yeah, it won't hurt if you didn't. You know, right. it's kind of, it helps sometimes. Well, you're going to be watching, get, get it, the you're jokes, be watching but, it there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay to watch it for the first time, and I, I'm wondering how much of it is, how much of it I've missed in the various editions that I've watched of that episode. Right, like how much got cut for U.S. audiences when I watched it on PBS versus, yeah, <clears throat> if I've actually seen the full uncut UK edition or not, I don't know. Right, so um, I'll be curious to see uh, see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, so that'll be fun, and and it's two hours, and you're done. Like it's a two hour show, and you're done. And it's, yeah, you know, so it's not so bad. And I get to see my folks for a weekend, and yeah, my mother was like, think of a bunch of other stuff you want to do. I'm like, I really don't have anything. <laughs> I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm doing this to not do something. Like I'm just doing this right. to vacation. You know, I don't have to run around like a tourist necessarily. Cut a, uh, I don't necessarily. Cut a, uh, well, and country, I'm not saying uh, I, I won't have idea. I just song. don't know what there is to do in Nashville that I haven't already done. Um, we did the Country Music Hall of Fame. Ooh. When I went there last time, I was there was uh, we did Christmas at my parents' place in like 2007. Wow, six. 2006, 2007, something like that. Like right after they moved there, like the first year they were there, we did Christmas in their place, right. and then stopped. Um, not not their fault. It was just easier um, because my sister and her then soon to be husband and my daughter, like they moved into a house mm-hmm. that was big enough for everybody to accommodate better. 
Um, yeah. I think it just was easier, and it's easier for them than than my sister and her husband trying to travel with the kid and and yeah. that kind of thing. So it, was just, yeah. it worked out better. Yeah. Uh, plus, then they could snowbird it if they wanted to. One year they came and stayed for like three months. So, <laughs> hmm. um, but they but my sister's house had in law quarters in there, oh. a place for them to to stay downstairs. So it was right. Uh, yeah. Right. So there was enough room for the for the family to to stay over there Christmas and, and there longer. So, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, but no, I they like my parents just moved into a new house um, about six months ago. Hmm. So it's different than the one I remember, which is good for them. There's less stairs. They they went with more of a ranch style, right? Kind of one story house, right? Um, I think as we all get older, we start thinking about like, do we want stairs? Well, in and, our house? and my mother's had 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 hip injuries and things like that a couple injuries here and there and, and they mm-hmm. they both have and yeah they're getting up there and mm-hmm. in years and no it's it's fair to think about you know they're both in their 70s so i mean yeah. it's, and no good on them for that they like the new place and so i'll be interested to see it yeah um that too you know yeah. the dog just relax for a few days and just kind of yeah. breathe and you know get some help with my resume there you <laughs> go of, well, my stepdad you did like thirty years in human resources, so oh yeah, you know it's a great resource for that kind of. And my sister did that yeah. with him years ago too. Um, yeah, kind of get reference, and I could use some. And it's tough because it's like my skill sets are split between everything I learned in the corporate world and then my acting gig and my education there. And so yeah. it's hard because it kind of intermingles. Yeah, my my LinkedIn profile is a mess. Uh, should get that that fixed well because I've got both well I've been thinking about ditching it all together because I don't really need LinkedIn for anything I don't know what I use it for it's kind of like yeah I I barely rarely I'm on it maybe once every like three or four months right like I don't really do anything it's like your living resume you know yeah I suppose but it's yeah I I never really cared for the platform in general anyway I think it's a good Um, one I like it you know that's okay. I mean, I, but then it's like, well, yeah, I could do that. But then, like, half of the, like, all the connections I have in there, like, half, most of them are for acting and not for the corporate world. So what? So it's kind of, it's weird. I don't know what to do with it. So it's, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to Tennessee to focus on that. I'm basically focusing on my resume so I can polish it up so that right. I can get a job in LA so I can move. You know, <laughs> right. Like, all right. Yeah. I've got right. something lined up so I don't yeah. feel like I'm well, on the, the resume, you know, you got to go into thinking too, that the resume just gets you <clears> out the door. It's the, well, it's yeah. the face to face and the conversation that you have. Cause most people, I mean, skills, you have to remember that uh, well, skills, and I generally, can, skills can be taught, right? Well, right. Yeah. And I generally do. Okay. Once I, if I can get in the door, I generally do. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. it's like trying to illustrate it on paper but that's the thing is like trying to illustrate and appear what I've actually achieved and the jobs that I've done that illustrate the skills that they want. Yeah. That's the challenge. Right. Because on paper I look terrible, but once I'm in the job, I'm fantastic. Yeah. Like the job I have now, like I'm sitting there like, I can't even imagine why they asked me to do this, but I had been working there for a few months and they already saw what I could do. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, we think you'd be a good fit for that. And I've had this job for like two years now mm-hmm. and I'm really, I am really good at it. I don't deny that it, yeah. you know, yeah, it's soul crushing some days, but yeah. What job isn't, frankly? Yeah. Um, what job isn't? Uh, I uh, well, acting. I like <laughs> I like being on hey, set. It's kind of fun. It's not really that soul crushing. No, um, but sometimes you can get in mis- you can get in miserable situations in just about anything. It's how. Oh you, yeah. Oh yeah. It, well, it, it's how it, you handle it and how you. Well, react it's not to even. It. It, yeah, that's the thing. Is it's not. It's not. It's not the situation. It's how you respond to it. Yeah, exactly. That's the key. So. Right. Um. Yeah. So I think. So I encourage if anybody's listening that lives in the Nashville area or is going to Rift Tracks Live, 
you know, get in touch with me. We'll do a meetup or something. I'm like, hey, Ooh, you know, a meetup. Just, I, well, I don't know about that. I have how much oh. we can do, but um, it'll be rough and tumble. But, you know, say hi. Hi. <laughs> if you like the show, that's fine. Let me know you like the show. I won't be hard to, I won't, I'll, I'll be hard to miss. Well, I don't know. It'd be a theater full of large people. <laughs> that's we not true. T- we should have a t shirt made or something. I don't know. Really? You're going to wear the t shirt of the band you're going to go see? Yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, PCU, one of my favorite movies. It's because yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that. It'd be a nice change of pace and kind of a good transition point into whatever the rest of the year is going to be. Um, to see what happens. And it, work, work has gotten. Uh, speaking of work, work has gotten very interesting. So. Oh, good. So, well, my lead, I mentioned before, uh, she's moving to Atlanta mm. uh, this next week, actually, now. Um, they finally got a house, things like that. So they're packing up their family frantically right now to move. Her husband got a job offer out there. Wow. And she, our company that we work for is actually headquartered in Atlanta. Oh. So it worked out to her benefit. She basically is transitioning to a job in that office. Nice. She's going to be helping us out remotely for a couple of weeks just to kind of ease of things out. And then, and then yeah. yeah, and then she's cutting loose. But... And I was okay with that because I'm like, all right, it'll be a little more work for me, probably a lot more yeah. work for me, but it's um, manageable mm-hmm. and that's fine. And then I found out that the supervisor uh, of the team, basically all the processors we were on, that she is also leaving <gasps> this week. She got a job offer at another company wow. <laughs> locally. So she, I was like, no. Uh, and Everybody I found that out. I, fa- I found that I literally found out like right after I came back from LA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh, I'm like, oh god, this is how this is gonna work. And then I'm going on vacation. They're leaving this coming week, and then I'm going on vacation the next week. And I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for my boss. Oh, because it's like her, and that's about it. <laughs> Just like buffering against yeah. all these people. Um, yeah, it's not so bad. It's it's tough sometimes to to manage. It's definitely tough to manage all that stuff by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's only for a few days, kind of thing. And I keep telling my boss, you know, I can sneak in and work remotely on some stuff if you want. And she's like, no. <laughs> like, are you sure? Uh, I may do it anyway. But no, yeah, do, that's not true. That. I won't. I totally won't. Uh, <laughs> I do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, like if it's stuff that like I'm the one responsible for it and I'm on vacation. Well, I'm not supposed to because it's technically in violation of IT policy. Okay. Never mind um, then. Not me. But, I yeah. am. Well, no, but that's you're the I'm IT salad, guy. That's yeah, my job. That's, that's your yeah. job. So that's, right. that makes sense. And if I, yeah. you know. I've been working on so I'm hoping I was sitting there like trying to figure out well if we could pitch that because really honestly I could do 90% of my job from home yeah it's easy because it's all web based now and that's kind of you know it's just other than the physical papers I have to deal with sometimes like I I really don't have to be in the office to do my job it's better than I am yeah uh, which does lead me into my next topic a little bit which is which is getting back to something we talked about way back in episode 10 wow really Um, yeah uh, on focus. Oh yeah, focus. Yeah, so you, you, we totally forgot about focus. <laughs> focus. Because we've kind of gotten away from some of that with the show, even. Um, but uh, well, and my brunch with David when we talked about we talked about a number of different things, and one of the things I had mentioned is the idea, and part of the problem I struggle with is energy and and focus management a little bit because when I'm at work. Like he, we talked about my day job and honestly, my job, like my job title doesn't really define what I do. Yeah. Um, 
I'm literally the guy that gets everything done. Pretty yeah. much my boss is like, you're probably like, give it to Brian, I'll crank it out. I'll just yeah. get it done real quick. And yeah. I used to be that way in school, mm-hmm. like years ago when I was a kid. Like I'm very focused when I'm not at home. Hmm. When I'm at home, it's like, you know, and then just zone out and just, Easily you know. distracted. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, which is weird because I'm not at work. Yeah. Or I am, well, what happens is I get annoyed at work. At home, I just get distracted. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, is and it distraction David, or is it just not a lot of focus? Because I, I, I find well, that I sometimes know, it's like hyper focus at work because I feel like eyes are on me. But at home, well, I'm like, hmm. For me at work, it's not so much that. I think it's when I've been trying to define that. Cause David asked me about that. He's like, what is it that you do at work that you can, what is that skill set you're using at work to get those things done that you might be able to, to apply at home? Or why aren't you applying that at home? Right. Where's where, where the discipline? Yeah, yeah, where's yeah, the break? Like the, and it's like the, the change mentorship. Discipline. And I even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I even tell myself, it's like, because I sit there and like I've always thought about, you know, if I'm working from home doing audiobooks full time, things like that, I've also, I've also thought about getting like an offsite, renting an offsite office, oh. like to go to for that mindset shift. Because wow. if I go, then I'm like, I'm prepared and I'm focused. I'll get, I'll get stuff done. Like it's yeah. just, it makes it easier to get things done. Um, right. Like some people earlier have the like, spring. Well, earlier this spring when I was working on Sundays too, like I go in for a six hour stretch. Yeah. Like I can still play movies, but it's really like the most productive work I get done. Cause I'm not getting interrupted. Right. right. But maybe yeah, it's setting aside a space in your house. That's just for whatever, like this room that I'm in here, this is where I work. Right. When I'm not yeah. in this room, I'm not working. Right, so like for well, me, when I work from home, I mean here, I close the door or leave the door yeah, open, doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, I know I I'm in a sh- I'm in a mindset here that yeah. this is the workroom, well, the bedroom. That's been, where we sleep. And Downstairs, I've definitely been we thinking TV. about yeah. that. And so that, well, and it's nice, and and that works for you because you have a a, a, a sizable house. I'm assuming that where you have the, enough yeah. rooms to yeah, to accommodate yeah, yeah. that. Whereas right. I'm in a one bedroom apartment, and it's like. Well, you could be like, uh, well, you could be less Nesman and right and and put tape on the floor and be like, this is my space. Well, I thought about that or getting, getting like those freestanding, like cubicle walls or something like a room partition kind of thing. I have thought about that, but then it's like, well, I'm only going to be in this space for a few more months anyway. So it's like, if I find a space that, that'll allow me to move into that kind of setup, then it'd be great. That might help with the discipline so that, you know, this space is just for I mean the the X, in, the eternal internet connectivity is not. How, I mean, there's all those things that there's all those there's endless articles out there about how to how to focus when you're working at home, yeah. kind of thing. But I think it's really going into. For me, it's like exploring the mindset. Like, have I always been that way, and mm-hmm. why is that? And it's true. I actually have always been that way. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like school. Like I get in school. Like. All through school, like especially high school, like I'd be in class, I'd be hyper focused, be attentive, do everything else, never get my homework done. Uh-huh. I was awesome on tests, but homework was always the thing that drug my grades down because I just like I would space it. I wouldn't necessarily space it; it'd be like I'd procrastinate or I'd just kind of right. set aside it in the interest of other interesting things. Yeah, you know, and that, um, that's always and that's I've literally always been that way. So it's like, yeah. how do I? How do I? not necessarily negate that or combat it. It's like, how do I adjust to make that work for me? Yeah. And that's the real key. Yeah. It's like, how do I make yeah. that work? For me? And so that's stuff I have to think about and try and um, work on. I mean, that's why I set up like this desk here. Yeah. I do some stuff on it, but I mainly use it for this show. You know, yeah. it's like, 
Yeah. And and gaming because I have the PC next to it. And but the PC I just use for games. Like I'm very specific, and yeah. I haven't touched that in like a week. So yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I've also been very good, and that's the thing because I've been distracting myself with Netflix. I haven't been playing games. So it's like I'm right. doing this for a purpose. Like this has a reason. The games don't really have a reason to them other than to kill time. So, but uh, less of right. that, and talking myself out of the fact that like I have to play. I have to play. Like I don't have to play. It's not the right, end of the world. No. It's fine. I own the games. They will literally be there for as long as I have them. Right. You know, and that's fine. So it's it's small adjustments trying to fix some of that so yeah i'm working yeah. on it it's good it's not easy i think and that's the thing like i ideally ideally if i had my druthers with no resource no limits things like that i'd have a house not a bit not a huge house mm-hmm. but um there's a number of places like that in in cal in la like in burbank and stuff and then then I have a house in the back like guest house or something where i can build into a studio yeah where i can do my work i can just walk out there and that's that's my mindset. That's my mind yeah. shift set. Mind yeah. mind shift. Be like, okay, now it's time to work, right? You right. Know, and work there and keep it keep it just for that, you know, right? Sort of thing. So you're, so you're not dealing with procrastination. You're dealing with focus. You're dealing with a little um, bit, yeah. Well, and some of it is procrastination as well. I, I but uh-huh. I think that's what it's born out of is this idea that the the work that I'm doing. I always worry that it's not. You know, it's that idea of, is it, it's not good enough? Is, you mm. know, really want to dig in deep and things. Do I really want to invest all the time and still have it fail? Oh, right. And so that's the part. I think that's some of that as well. So I'm still kind of exploring some of that. Right. I mean, it'd be nice if I just won the lottery and then I could just relax for six months and really focus oh, on trying man. to fix Wouldn't this issue. But yeah. You know what looks really attractive, actually, speaking of the lottery? You ever seen that uh, set for life uh, thing, where it's a scratchers thing, where you get like oh, twenty thousand yeah. dollars, twenty thousand dollars a month for life. Yeah. Well, it's not technically for, for life. Years. It's for a fi- it, yeah. That's not technically life, years. but it's close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Well, yeah, no, and that's and I, I always we always joke about that. So was, I always talk with other people like, would you take the would you take the lump sum or the annuity? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. If it's high enough, like if the jackpot's high enough, I would probably consider the annuity. Yeah. Because on a year-to-year basis, yeah, you can invest some of it, take some of it to live on, and the, you know, invest some of it, and then put the rest on it. But then again, the lump sum, you could also do the same thing. Yeah. Really. You live off the profits. Yeah. Live off so, the interest. What do they say? Live just, off the interest. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I mean, the odds of winning are so infinitesimal anyway. It doesn't really matter. Right. But you know, even less so if I keep forgetting to buy tickets. Uh, right. But, um, and it's so funny. These people that spend like hundreds of dollars on tickets, it really doesn't make a difference. If you, no, I I just, your odds don't increase all that much. The more tickets you buy. (laughs) No, but I would say that your odds of winning a lesser prize would, that would, true. Give you a return on investment in the money you're spending. That would actually be more likely. And that makes sense. Right. Um, I knew a guy who played, um, like in California, I think it was one of the the pick three or like the box things, or I don't remember exactly which game that is. Yeah. But he used to do that all the time, and he that that was his side job. Like he'd spend all his money because the the losing tickets then become a tax write off against the winnings oh. as well. But he would play regularly, like a oh. lot. Of, like he'd invest X number of dollars, not not a huge amount, usually like ten to twenty bucks a week or something. Yeah, right. Against from his salary, but he would play those tickets and he you know was like very strategic about what he's picking and 
yeah. and that kind of thing to to maximize his chances of winning something. Right. Yeah, right. It wasn't always trying to win like the big prize. It was just winning something to right. to justify the expense. Yeah, and so, he won several times. I have no idea. I believe oh, okay. so. Right. Uh, I believe he did win pretty regularly. Not you know not massive prizes, but it's kind of yeah enough. I w- I'd be happy if I do what happened. Like my twenty first birthday, I bought because it you know I bought a ticket. Just on a lark, I bought a Fantasy Five ticket here, and yeah. I got four out of five numbers, which was like five hundred bucks. Oh, at wow. the time when I was twenty-two, I was like, ah, you know. Yeah. Um, and we so I, we bought new tires for my brother's car, and then went out to the Indian Casino, which at the time was like twenty miles outside of town. So yeah, right. Yeah. Now it's like a ten-minute freeway drive. Yeah, right. Because um, they built like three more since then, but. Um, at that time, so we went out there to to gamble a little bit. I won money on Kino, yeah. and I, most most of the games I played, I ended up winning a little money on. Sure. So I ended up breaking even or coming out a little ahead. He even, like I won at Kino. He's like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just kind of played it, and yeah. it was my first time playing Kino too. Like I'd never never played it before. So I just pick random numbers. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and you won. Yeah, it was not a lot. You know, it was That's like awesome. it, it was like eighty eighty bucks or something like that. Yeah, it whatever. Like, it's something. But it, but it pretty much broke even. Paid for the tires in the end as well. So yeah. was kinda, and I was able to pay my rent for the next month off the yeah. rest of that. So yeah. it was back when back when rent was you know three three and fifty four hundred bucks a month. You know. Yeah, right. Now this was like you know obviously this was like twenty years ago. Right. But um, rent is now like a mortgage. Oh God, yeah. It's, <sighs> Well, you know, and I get those flyers like that now for housing here, where it's like, why rent when you could own, you yeah. could have this house, in in you know one of those kind of pre-planned communities yeah. for like eight hundred bucks a month, right? But what they don't tell you is it's literally like thirty miles outside of town. I'm like, no. Yeah, exactly. It's tempting, but no. Right. If I, it's like, it's one yeah. of those. I would say this: if I could be guaranteed of a really solid internet connection, mm-hmm. like all the time. Mm-hmm. And was making enough money off of audiobooks and voiceover stuff alone. Yeah, I would actually consider that. Sure, why not? Um, because then, a, it would be quiet mm-hmm. out there. You know, yep. I could get my work done. And because when I lived at my sister's place, they lived out in that direction. Yeah, like not all the way out there, but it was pretty far. Like it was twenty miles to get into civilization to meet my friends and stuff. Yeah, uh, which is hard without a car. Um, but. Uh, but I used to, but before I went back to like a day job and stuff, I was working for the first year or so. I was working audiobooks, yeah, stuff, and I would literally not leave. There was a period I didn't leave the house for like three weeks yeah. because I was just working all day. You know, right. I, I would and you're, record. You're I would record out these books. Yeah, I would record in the morning and then edit in the afternoon when it was getting hot. Oh, there you go. Um, mainly so we because they turned the AC up, and you know, I was because it was on like a. Scheduled thermostat, so because they were all out of the house, like they were at work or at school or whatever, right? So yeah, I would just do that. Um, and where I where I was, the room I was staying in was very quiet, so I could actually get that done for right. the most part until somebody came home and opened the garage door, or if my yeah. niece was upstairs and flushed the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like walls horizontally, it was very quiet. Vertically, not so much. Oh, yeah. uh, much like here in this apartment, um, yeah. it's usually really quiet except for when they're bang something on the floor upstairs or things like uh, that. I get a lot right. of noise. But um but yeah, no, I got a lot of but that's when I cranked most of the audiobooks I have now. Those I cranked most of those out during that period. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I was able to get it done. I was focused and I'm like, "Oh, all right, we'll get this done." And right. and I worked maybe 
the funny thing was recording between recording and editing most days, I worked maybe six hours a day, mm. but I was also doing it six or seven days a week. No, like I did take time. I didn't really record on the weekends cause everybody was home and they do laundry and things like, you know, there was noise, yeah. but I could edit. Yeah. But I get edit freely on the weekends too. So, and that's yeah. kind of, and when I first started doing audiobooks, when I lived in LA, that's kind of what I had to do. Like I'd record yeah. in the evening or in the morning and then save it all and edit it on the weekends. Yeah. Because recording was kind of a pain in the ass because we lived under the flight path for Burbank. Ugh. So, like every 15 minutes, a plane would fly over and like, it'd be so loud. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I just sit there oh, and now yeah. we're back. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Or a loud truck would go by out on the, the one of the main because I lived on one, off of one of the main drags. It wasn't too bad. It would usually have to be. It was rare that that it was rarer that that happened. Yeah, right. But the plane was really more the big distraction. Right. Um, and I was in a room much like this where there was a lot of reflective surfaces and thing. I didn't hang up any blankets at the time either. Right. But I just you know got in close. I had the mic volume down enough. I could just kind of actually narrate reasonably yeah. well without too much yeah. trouble. And editing wise, it was fine. But editing took forever because I'm a big stickler for those. Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but that was before I'd learned various other editing methods to kind of speed up the process, too. Right. So now my recording process is way more efficient, uh, yes. which cuts down on my editing time. Right. But I don't necessarily need to cut down on my editing time. What I need to cut down is my recording time. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, and, and, that's, and that's, that's part of it, because now when I get home from work, I'm just spent. Mm-hmm. Like, because work is... It's not. It's it's emotionally taxing. I would say it's not so much mentally because really for me it's not a huge mental challenge, right? Um, and physically, I mean, I'm sitting all day, so um, right. That's another challenge. Right? Most of it's just dealing with people, uh, exactly. And and the frustration that comes from that because there's so much that's out of our control, you know. And so it's like right. ah. And again, home, I'm just like I don't want to deal with anybody or anything. Right. I just want to watch TV and relax for a couple hours and then go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I need to get some of that. Yeah, uh, it just needs work, and it's worth exploring at some point. Um, mm. So, and, and I never really thought about. I keep forgetting about the idea of like, because I tried to Google it the other day, and I literally wrote in like, why can't I focus? At, why can't I focus at work and not at home? But it's always all half the articles that come up are like, how do you focus at work, or how do you focus when working oh, at home? Yeah. I'm like, ah, no, it's not about working right. at home. It's about doing anything at home. I literally right. have a vacuum in the corner back here that I have owned for almost two years. And? It is not out of the box yet that it shipped it. <laughs> it's literally still new in the box. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I have a, I have a, a, a cooking set, a cookware set that I got for Christmas from my sister that's yes. still sitting in the box on the shelf. I've not unboxed them yet. Why? I still cook because I, saw, I still use the original set that I had, which is just like a couple of skillets and a couple of pans. Because I just, I never... Get around to it. Part of it to me. Part of it to me is like. Part of it to me is because I'm planning on. I'm probably going to move out in a few months. Well, I was going to say. I'm just like. Well, I unbox it now, then I got to just pack it all back up when I'm done. You know. I can. I can solve both those problems with one. One solution. Never leave. (laughs) Get a girl. No, get a girlfriend. girlfriend. I guarantee. (laughs) I guarantee that that vacuum will come out and you'll be cooking on that cookware. (laughs) Well, you know, my place is really not. Hideously dirty. So no, but you want to impress somebody. So you're gonna well, be like, oh my gosh. Well, uh, I'm gonna what's, what's her in name? This place, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what's her, what, what's gonna be her name? Uh, 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 Not a clue. Uh, um, we'll call her. We'll call her Sarah. That's generic enough. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's coming over. I gotta clean the place. 
oh, I'm going to make my famous uh, chicken cacciatore. I got this cookware set that I could use. I don't know. But do you like chicken cacciatore? I'm do a vegetarian, you know man. I don't eat chicken. Well, you can have soy cacciatore. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh. I'd like to think I'd come up with something better, but yeah, <laughs> not that chicken cacciatore is bad. I've had it before. I just decent. don't. A lot, it's been a long time now. I've been a vegetarian mm-hmm. almost four and a half years now. So good for you. Yeah, good for you, sir. Not bad. I wish I was better yeah. at it, but you know, it's, mm. I need to be better about actually eating healthier foods. I'm I'm very good I, at not eating meat. I'm not that great at eating healthy. <laughs> right. So. Check this out. So I've been doing for oh the better part of I don't know four months or so. Uh, this uh, intermittent fasting. You've heard yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, we, we've yeah. talked about it before and I've heard about it before, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Do you know who Dr. Axe is? Have you heard of Dr. Axe? No. He's he's a he's uh, got a YouTube channel and mm. uh, everyone, you know, every week or so he puts out something new. But he did, um, and, I, and I knew about intermittent fasting uh, just because I was looking up something else and sure. it, it caught, my, caught my attention. But uh, he did a thing on intermittent fasting. And um, in a nutshell, basically what you're doing is you're getting all of your meals and nutrients in a six-hour window, right? So let's say, you know, uh, your, your first meal is at 1 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. You have from 1 to 7 to get in your meals, right? And what that basically does is, uh, you, you know, you eat every couple hours and then – uh, and then you let your body rest for 16 hours. And what that does yeah. is, and, and he explained it much, much better than, uh, than I had, um, than the information that I had got from, from the uh, research that I did. But uh, he was talking about, you know, the human growth hormone and how uh, if you, the intermittent fasting actually promotes production of this human growth hormone, which sure. keeps you younger which clears up your mind. Uh, um, it, it, it makes you feel good, right? Plus, you detox a lot of things. There's the detoxification of your liver because you're, you're, you're allowing your body ample amount of time to digest. Instead of just keeping your stomach full of food, you know, now you're, you know, uh, now you're, you're, you're allowing you're allowing your body to get the nutrients it needs in a short, in a small window, but then you're also allowing your body to reset itself for the next, for the next day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's all kinds of things that there's benefits. There's, there's clarity, there's mind clarity, thinking clarity, there's, uh, um, weight loss. Uh, there's just an overall good feeling. And he says in that six hour window that you should actually pack it full of proteins, healthy fats, um, fiber, you know, yeah. and so, um, and so I've been doing this for a while. And what I, what I realized is, um, and I gave up, I gave up sugar and, um, and caffeine, uh, six months ago. Okay. And, uh, what I have found with this, even with this intermittent diet, the same thing I found with the, with the giving up of the caffeine, and the sugar is that my cravings are gone. I don't have hunger pangs, you know, mm. like I'm not, I, you would think, oh my God, you, you've given up breakfast. Right, and you're going 16 hours without eating. Aren't you hungry? Yeah, at first I was, um, but you know what? Yesterday it was three o'clock, and I didn't even realize I didn't eat yet. Yeah. And so, um, so from you know, breakfast for me was at 3 p.m. yesterday, and from three to you know to nine or so, um, yeah, I was eating small meals, and um, I felt I feel really good. Uh, and then in the in the sixteen hours that you're digesting, 
drink plenty of water. Water's good. Um, and that also, um, that also kind of alleviates the, um, the hunger because if you're hydrated, you know, they, what they say is hunger, hunger and dehydration kind of have the, the same feeling. Sure. Right. And so if you're drinking water all day long, um, you know, it, it's good for you. One it helps with the, helps with the detoxing. And then the other thing is, is you, 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 uh, don't, you don't feel hungry, which is, which is really cool. So sure. anyway. I would encourage that intermittent fasting uh, works. It works great. Works okay. really well. Makes sense. Yeah, but um, I, I like I like discovering yeah, I little, little things like I, that. I like eating too much. I don't know if I could <laughs> not eat. Uh, right. I think it's more. I think more for me. I think the shift really needs to come toward what I'm eating more than anything else, not when. Right. Exactly. Um, well, and it could that's be a little key. bit of both. Well, 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 here's the thing I noticed when I was in LA. A, I was walking a lot more. Because mm-hmm, uh, you kind of have to to get from parking to anything, right? Um, but also walking around the neighborhood. But also the stuff that I ate was better quality. Like they have, there's a place called Burger right. Lounge um, that was in that area where I stayed. Yeah, and they made like a quinoa burger. It was fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's a there's a chain called Umami that's kind of focused in yes. LA as well. Um, yep. we but they, I had a falafel burger. Yeah, and that was also very good. It was a little spicy for my taste. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't like un it wasn't unbearable. So it was like, yeah. oh, okay. It was like most of the black bean kind of patties I've had, except it was sure, falafel sure. instead. And that was also very good. Right. They also have what they call I didn't I didn't chance it mainly because I was in a rush and I didn't want to eat a whole bunch of stuff and feel like crap. Um they have something called the impossible burger as well, which is a new thing. No meat. It's a mm-hmm. like this uh, it's like a meat substitute that I don't know what it's actually made of. Oh. Um but it's meant to be like a giant burger thing. Like it's one of their right. big, you know, I, I was like, Ooh, that's tempting, but not yeah. today. <laughs> I was like, maybe right. next time. Yeah. Well, but, we, as men, we got to watch our soy because soy, um, you know, soy promotes estrogen. So, and as men, we don't really need a whole lot of estrogen. So, Oh, I, I don't know. Be careful about that. I, well, I don't know about that necessarily. If that, I mean, I'm, there's probably some things that you want to, be careful about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I know. Stay that, away I don't know. Soy. I don't know if that's been solidly determined that that's the case, though. So mm-hmm. I would just be like, you know, that's the thing because some studies show that soy help actually helps prevent breast cancer. Mm. So I mean, th- that's the problem with a lot of these dietary these things. There's so many conflicting, right, different things going on that you don't really know uh, what's accurate and what's not. I think I would say, much like we talked about earlier. Take the stuff that works for you and ditch the stuff that doesn't. So I'm working on that. I'd be yeah. vegan because there's plenty of accidental. I could just snack on Oreos all day long, but oh, there's way too yeah. much sugar. And I don't know. Oreos don't really agree with me anymore like they used to when I was younger. So right. I'm, I'm glad to not eat them. I'm okay with not eating them. Yeah, right. So that's one of those like, okay, that's fine. Um, right. And when you see what sugar does to your insides, ugh. Yeah, yeah, well, and I, I'm really trying to. There was a great documentary called Sugar Coated that I saw on Netflix. I'll see if I can find the the link uh, for the show notes as well because it was it was actually really good. Yep, um, I, I watched um, that sugar film. Yes, yeah, that was a good one too. That was that was. I think I recommended that to you a while ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, yeah, Sugar Code, it's kind of a really cool. That was one of the ones I've been, because I've been watching a movie, trying to watch a movie mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. one of the ones I came across that was uh, really interesting. But mm-hmm. it's like the idea of the history of sugar is really not oh. so much the effects. It's kind of like the history. It focuses oh, right. more on that. And how it became like the war on sugar versus fat in... Right, like in the idea of like the sugar lobby and things like like it does. It was actually really interesting. I, right. I really liked it. Um, right, and it, I mean it's a lot like cigarettes in some ways, and they talk about mm-hmm. some of that and like the documented evidence they have and mm-hmm. things like that. So I do. Speaking of that, because we gotta we're getting close to our time here, and I want to wrap up swinging back to the movies and stuff. I I did want to recommend there were a few movies I found during all of this watching I've been doing mm. uh, that I want to recommend. They're all okay. kind of there's 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 total four besides mm-hmm. sugarcoated. Um, three of them are kind of romantic comedies, which it, it surprised me that I actually liked them. Yeah, uh, there were plenty that I watched that were terrible, and that's the, that's the problem with when you're watching these things on Netflix. There's only certain ones you can download. And most of it's like these indie, right. these independent kind of weird romance. Not sappy romance. It's kind of it. Some of them were super frustrating. Sure. Uh, just because the way they they just left things hanging. I'm like, what? The, why is there no resolution to this? Yeah. You know that that very frustrating. But these are not like that, and they're mm. very good. And um, they're not like the best movies. You know, like not like the greatest movies ever. But I enjoyed them. And, like they're funny, and yeah. Some of them are one, a, a couple are way funnier than others. But yeah. they're nice. That, that's the thing. Like they felt positive, and mm. it didn't end. You know, you weren't feeling super depressed by the end, right? Um. So the first one, the first one I'm going to recommend is this movie called Before We Go, and this is mm. Chris Evans, who famously Captain America. Yes. This was his directorial debut. Oh. And he stars in it as as guy. It's it's one of those kind of like before sunset sort of things. Basically, it takes mm. place over one night in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they go like this woman misses her train and they're kind of, she's kind of stuck in Grand Central Station and got mugged mm-hmm. so he's basically like a musician who was just kind of playing there and as the night goes on they kind of reveal more about their lives and what exactly was go- brought them together mm-hmm. sort of it was mm-hmm. really good I actually enjoyed it a lot so that was well, good. Um, good on him for directing that he didn't write it but he directed that was like his first directing gig I'm like yeah good job right. I, right. I like that very much Good. Um, the next one I would recommend is called Today's Special. Ah. And this starred Asif Manvi, who's most main, mainly known from The Daily Show. Yeah. He's one of their correspondents. And this was a movie that uh, he was in. It's basically about this guy who, who he's Indian born, but he wants to be a chef in Paris. Ah. Like he's trained in the French school, like in this French style. He knows all that stuff. His dad, who runs this Indian restaurant, has a heart attack. And then he has to take over the re- he ends up having to take over the restaurant uh-huh. to save his family. And so, you know, learn some things along the way, blah, 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 you know, and yeah, right? yeah. it's it was actually really funny though. I actually I was I was surprised at how much I laughed at it. Oh good. And sometimes I felt guilty because of like, are they playing into Indian stereotypes for a reason? Or is it just kind of mm. like, I don't know how I feel about that. But it was fine. It was all in good good spirit. It wasn't meant to be mean. Um it was done, it was actually really well tastefully done and I I, mm. I enjoyed it. So it was that was another one I really liked. Nice. Then um, there's the decoy bride, which is far more sillier than than the other two were. Um, this one it has David Tennant, and it's set on this island in the Outer Hebrides, so it's very Scottish. Hmm. Uh, and basically, uh, David Tennant, who obviously is Scottish, but is not using his Scottish his native accent in this movie, oh. but he uh, he married this Hollywood actress. And or he's going. He, they're they're set to get married, and 
she she's one of the she gets she's basically like a Hollywood superstar gets chased by paparazzi all the time. Yeah. So they decide to go somewhere where secret so they can get married away from everything. Yeah. And they pick this tiny island. And so this other woman ends up there who lives there, like who was there and left and came home after a boyfriend jilted her or something. Yeah. She gets roped into kind of being a a decoy. It's it's kind of a weird plot, yeah. but it's very funny. It's very mm-hmm. folksy because it's that idea of like, you know, city mouse country, like out in the country or whatever, uh, you know, right. sort of. But it's it's really well done, you know, and obviously a lot of Scottish jokes. <laughs> I just yeah. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was very funny. The ending was a little weird, uh, only in the sense like I was trying to figure out exactly what was going on, but it's like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I like how that ended up. That was good, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the decoy bride, it's very, it's very silly. But um, definitely, at times it felt very Hallmark Channel-ish. Sure. Oh yeah. I was like, I feel like this would totally be on the Hallmark Channel. But that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Then the last one I want to choose is not any of these things. Um, It has some romantic comedy to it, but it's a mockumentary, and it's called No Men Beyond This Point. And it's it's a mockumentary was done out of it's out of Canada from a couple of years ago. It's hilarious, first of all, and basically it's the idea. It's set in this world where. It's it's kind of an alternate reality where back in the 60s, women stopped giving birth to boys. Oh. And so it centers around this guy who's like 37, and he's the world's youngest man. Ah. And so he lives in this, basically, they've been giving birth to all women. And so it becomes like the governments are all now run all by women, and it's very female-centric, and uh-huh. it's like dealing with the fact that like men are a dying species. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Like it's 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 really well done. I like the ending. Like it all kind of plays out really well. It was I was I wasn't sure. I mean, I like the premise. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a big fan of like alternate history stuff like this. And yeah. they show like news clips from when it all started happening and right. like interviews with people that were around at the time and like, well, we couldn't believe it either. And we thought they were yeah. just crazy and yeah. um but women started giving like there was a nun who got pregnant and with a girl and like, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, yeah. it was sort of like, so it was, that's when they started taking it seriously, which I think was funny because women basically spontaneously started getting just asexual, started creating asexual reproduction basically. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, no, it was really well done and, and, and that's also pretty funny. So I highly recommend that, uh, as well, more than, even more than the rest, like that one, especially. And these are all available on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix subscription, go stream to your heart's content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then That's go watch cool. all the Marvel Netflix stuff because the Defenders drops on August 18th. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, I'm curious to see the big it's the big team up series. So right. I'll be curious to see what happens with that. And Sigourney Weaver's well, the bad guy. Sigourney Weaver's the bad guy. Whoa. So yeah, that'll be that's extra exciting to me. I don't know why, but <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll be streaming some stuff today. Rick and Morty. I'm gonna be watching uh, episode well two, as it were, but Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's on there. I might. I've been thinking about. I might go to the movies. I've been thinking about uh, seeing Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, mm. I hadn't had a chance to see it yet, and I had a friend uh, on Facebook mention that they thought it was a good movie, and it feels like, based on what I saw already, it feels like a movie you want to see on the big screen. Yeah, like it's not necessarily visually. a great movie, but visually, it just and yeah. if you like The Fifth Element, yeah. I have a feeling like you might like this movie. Yeah. To some extent, I hope. Right. Because uh, I like I really enjoyed the Fifth Element, so I'm hoping yeah. that this is. But it's by the same guy, and so it might be just as weird. Right. Uh, so we'll see. You know. Right. Um, 
I feel the same way about the Emoji Movie. It needs to be on like IMAX or something. Really? No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really. I'll see the Emoji Movie eventually. Like I, I just yeah, feels I know. Like I'll see it too. Like, I wasn't one of those one. I, you know, Despicable Me Three was something I wanted to see in the theaters, and I, I think yeah. I missed it. I haven't but. seen that either, but I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm not really stressing about that. Um, oh, I totally forgot about this. I finished reading Catalyst. Oh yeah, which is the Star Wars novel, the prequel to Rogue One, which itself yes. is a prequel to Episode Four. So I don't know. I will say this: for if anybody believes that Rogue One is is an unnecessary movie, this book is even more unnecessary. Oh wow! <laughs> it's it's really it's not bad, hmm. but it just feels kind of pointless. Like I don't oh, understand because the idea is it's it's all it's basically the setup of everything. If you if you've seen the cold open of Rogue One, yeah. And then you're like, well, gee, I wonder how they got there. This book is everything that leads up to them leaving the Empire, and that's it. Like, it's just like, it's very, like, the stakes aren't that high. Yeah, right. Like, it just doesn't really feel like, it doesn't feel as gripping as a Star Wars novel should. Oh. And I, I don't, I don't totally want to blame it on James Lucino, the author. Right. Uh, I'm sure maybe they were trying to tamp it down so it's a little more, because I feel like there's so much of that story that could have been yeah. darker and, yeah. More fully, and, but I think it's the same thing that happened with Rogue One. The idea you kind of have to dial some of this back, you right. know, keep it as family friendly as possible while still, right. you know, going in a different direction. It's like, man, you know, sometimes you got to just let people do their thing. Yeah, do, do, um, do, do, do. It do, felt do. that's the thing. The story felt kind of right. neutered, right? When it, when it comes to the stakes, so dude, dude, we're a few months away from the Last Jedi. I know. I yeah, I I'm, I'm just excited. a few months away. I still haven't seen enough to make me super. I'm I'm excited, but mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not like I was with the second trailer from Force Awakens excited yet. So mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. hoping mm-hmm. that it will that it will happen sometime between now and then. Like there will get like a full trailer that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because we haven't really seen that yet. No, per se, you know. Right. So I, I I'm curious. I I well I'm I'm still reserved. I'm excited, but I, and obviously I'll go see it opening weekend. Because yeah. I'm sure we'll devote an entire episode to it. Yes, we will. Um, Indeed, we will. But and, uh, I'll, and I'll see that one. You know that. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> you better. I finally um, saw Spider-Man. Yay. What'd you think? It's, it's cute. Okay. It's okay. It was okay. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's why I look at it. It wasn't... Yeah, it's not the, like, the greatest thing ever, but it was enjoy. It was enjoyable in the same... I liked the... I mean, what did you think over... I mean, were there... Can you be more specific without being spoilery? And no, um, no, I like the what did I like? I like the the feel of the movie. It did okay. feel like I was watching sort of a John Hughes type of film. Okay, you know, yeah. um, didn't feel too superhero-y. Okay, you know, um, I like the tension at the end. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that whole scene in the car or, yeah. or in the house in the house before like everything leading up there like. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, yeah that was really good. That, that yeah. whole scene was fantastic. Yeah. And if yeah. for those of you for those of you who don't know what we're talking, go back and listen to our Spider Man episode from like three weeks ago, right? Um, where we talk about that, and I I got into more specifics with that. So yeah. for that scene in particular, it was yeah, good. So yeah, cool. It was good. Yeah, and well, yeah, I, the uh, yeah, and for the, being uh, for being a non origin origin story, it was actually yeah. pretty well done. So yeah, yeah, and staying after the credits totally worth it. Yeah, that was funny. It was yeah. <laughs> 
That was good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then uh, Ragnarok. Woo! There's there's a, just an embarrassment of riches coming down the pike this year. So mm-hmm. st- even still, like the best stuff is still mm-hmm. to come. So it's mm-hmm. like alrighty. So yeah, I think we should wrap up now. Do it. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I talked a lot, and we're good. <laughs> We've wasted enough of this person's time. Yeah. And so, thank you, person, for <laughs> listening to the show. Why not? Um, you can you can get the show at our website, briantrustpodcast.com. You can subscribe to it there um, or on iTunes. Uh, if you subscribe on iTunes, uh, feel free to rate and review the show, please. Be honest, mm-hmm. but be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, rating and reviewing the shows on iTunes for podcasting, that's how those podcasts get noticed by other people yeah. um, more often than not. If you want to just share the website, let people know we exist, great. That also yeah. works. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us directly, you have feedback. If 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 you have feedback, uh, suggestions for topics on future shows, or if you are someone named Brian or know someone named Brian who'd be a great guest, let us know. Yeah. You can now. We've got this newfangled thing called email. What? Uh, I hear it's like the latest craze. So it'll never um, catch on. I know, um, but try it out and see if you like it. You can contact us there at briantrustpodcast at gmail dot com. Wow. I know, right? It's about time. Uh, we finally caught up to the late 20th century. Woo! Minor detail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can also contact us on Facebook if you are social and social medially inclined. Socially media wow. inclined? No, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Um, but you can get us on Facebook.com slash The Brian Trust. Mm-hmm. Um, we, post, we do post links for all our episodes there as well. Um, yep. And hopefully you can and, you know, share those with people. Or if you want to engage us in conversation about the, the topics we talk about on the show, please comment there. We always pay attention and we'd love to engage there. You can also find us on Twitter, at The Brian Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually, we're on Twitter. I am at ActorGeek. And I am at B. Selkie. That's right. Mm-hmm. And again, we appreciate you taking your time with us today. So tune in next week when we'll be talking about something else just as gripping, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But until next time. Focus. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if focus. you really knew how to focus, you would have come up with a better stinger than that. Focus. Focus.